0: and dog people, this is It's Training Cats and Dogs, the show for people with both cats and dogs who want peace in their home and peace between their animals. I'm Naomi Rotenberg, your source of practical strategies for keeping everyone in your multi-species household safe and sane. And today's episode is a peek into a coaching call that I recently had with members of my cat and dog coexistence club. Em and Lindsay have one dog, Bambi, and one cat, Fenton. To shamelessly label, Bambi is a stressy, scaredy dog and Fenton swipes first and asks questions later. Em and Lindsay have done awesome work helping both pets get into a routine of relaxing together in the evening with supervision and management, and they were ready to take the next steps. All right, let's hop into the session. Hi, friends. So what are we talking about today? Oh, so many things. No, you start. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oops. So... We have gotten up to, like, a really good ritual practice of having both of them on the couch at night with us. Mm -hmm. And it's cool to notice, I think, like, in the beginning of doing this, Fenton had to, like, go through a journey to then arrive at the resting on the couch with us. You know, he would, like, kind of, like, pace back and forth and try to go see her. And then we would exhaust the treats and then we would exhaust the playing. And eventually he would be like, fine, and would (laughs) lay down. And now he, like, actually just lays down, like, which is really great to see. We're kind of, like, hitting, I guess, what feels like the next level because we can do this now for so long that, like, Bambi, understandably, because she's not a stuffed animal, sometimes <laughs> likes to get up and move around. And that's when Fenton's like, what? <laughs> yeah. So I think we're reaching a place where we need to, like, figure out some setups for him chilling more when, he, when she moves.
0: So we do uh-huh. can- Start to like integrate this a little bit more, (laughs) Mm -hmm. love it. Okay, well, first of all, congratulations! That's a big step for him, right? I mean, and you noticed him working through that like understanding of the routine and the ritual. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's so important, right? For you to be introducing these types of setups in a kind of ritualized way so that they can start to trust the process it's not super different all the time right and we're like okay this is a thing that happens in our house Mm -hmm. here's how to act (laughs) so yeah Bambi you know should be able to move um (laughs) and and, you know that's really important so Fenton has his spot on the couch right it's kind of on that leftish side
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah right generally we adhere by that yeah, and that's, again, ritualized, very helpful. So we can use that as a foundation for where his elevated spot is going to be during setups, right? Like he has a lot of reinforcement history for being in that particular spot. So what we're going to want to do is to have him being, you know, doing either a more active training experience where you are actively reinforcing him for remaining settled. And that's probably where I would start where Bambi is doing a, you know, like a more hands-off enrichment activity based movement around the space. And you're concentrating on Fenton and actively reinforcing him for making good choices where he's looking at her and then disengaging. So what that would look like is you might have a few different bulls out for Bambi. I would put a barrier between them if possible. So we could talk about what that might look like. It might be like an X-pen around the couch and then Bambi might be on leash, but we'll have to talk about that in a second. Where she is kind of moving from station to station, one would be eventually up on the couch and then off, right? So she has to <laughs> go, you know, around on the floor Slowly, because she's moving from a food source to a food store, she's not really going to, like, rush at it most of the time. Doesn't
1: rush at food ever.
0: Exactly, right. That's not her M.O. Um, Fenton might, which is why we need to put the barrier up. (laughs) But I would start with her on the floor far away from him. So in that corner, like, nearish the window and the TV, where she would be kind of, like, doing a little circle, Mm -hmm. he would be far. He would be on his spot. And you would you would be moving these stations around from setup to setup, where eventually one of the stations is up on her spot on the couch. So that you would get this motor pattern of she's moving around the space on the floor, she jumps up to the couch, she jumps off the couch. And that's all just part of her activities that she's kind of doing on her own. So she's not focused on him. And you guys are focused on him and reinforcing his settle. So this is where that reinforcement (laughs) of the offered settle comes in. That's where the uh, relaxation protocol comes in as well. So before you do this, I would practice with him where he is settled on (laughs) his place on the couch and you're doing things around that space where she would be moving right there's a toy going up on the couch not necessarily his favorite toy but like that random neutral object or a stuffy that he doesn't know have that much history with it's up on the couch and it's off the couch right he he, that thing is doing the stuff that Bambi might do before we try to bring her in does all that make sense
1: yes the only thing that's hard is like Bambi doesn't like doing things and (laughs) that was also my concern. So she doesn't really like like kibble. Well this is we just have kind of given up on dry food. She's just no thank you. And even with food that she likes, she is a really difficult eater. She just finished a course of antibiotics that we did not
2: know until we Googled it ourselves that um, one of the side effects is like a super reduced appetite. And I think she's still there. Yeah. I have to like hand feed her to
0: get her to eat. Got it. So also her meds, her anti-anxiety meds, might have a de-appetitive side effect as well. So I would look at that too, just Mm -hmm. to know. Because if this is a big problem, then this is a vet question as well. Because, you know, there's a lot of behavioral stuff behind (laughs) not eating. But if there's physical reasons for the appetite being reduced, then... It's a combo <laughs> thing yeah. that we need to work on. Mm-hmm. So the answer here is we're, we don't have to use food. So I would still offer a food-based enrichment, mm-hmm. but not all of them need to be. So we're looking at three or more stations. Mm-hmm. And, and So one of them can be food. It could be part of her dinner. And if she doesn't eat it during this, which she might not because also Fenton is around and that's stressful.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm
0: then she could she'll get it in her room like she normally does like that this is not like a you must eat or else kind of thing it's just one of the options mm-hmm. right another option might be her squeaky toy that she really likes it would just be sitting there mm-hmm. right like she would have the choice to go and adri- and hang out with it mm-hmm. <laughs> right it, you could also have like a scent based thing for her to investigate so like a like a cardboard box with some nature in it Mm -hmm. you know stuff where we're taking the concept of food-based enrichment that kind of keeps her relatively stationary so she's not like running around after a ball or something like that Mm -hmm. right (laughs) where she's engaging in something that Mm -hmm. she's interested in so that she's not obsessed with him right she's not focusing on him Mm -hmm. which then makes it easier for him to not be as fixated on her. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so let's think about what she does like to do. Right. She likes to sniff stuff. She does like sniffing. She's a terrier. She likes to chew on stuff, right? It's, it's chew. She's yeah. she good. She, likes her stick.
2: she really likes his Temptations treats. Like, great. Right. we've just started feeding them. Like, both, they both get it when we're on the couch
0: together. <laughs> okay, that always makes it easier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I use cat kibble a lot, actually, for reinforcing dogs because it tends to be higher in protein. Yeah, she likes
2: his dry food too more than he does at this point. They're both picky eaters, um, so you know it's it's always a fun challenge. To see,
0: it's fun too. Yeah, so don't be afraid to use that, right? I mean, this is this is doesn't have to be their meals necessarily. It's nice mm-hmm. to offer that as an option again, but. You know, we're really just trying to get her to move curiously mm-hmm. around the space while she's also moving naturally around the space. Okay. okay. So that's going to be your first setup is mm-hmm. you, one of you is focused on him. One of you is focused on her in case you need to use an interrupter to kind of get her back into her room mm-hmm. really quick. Mm-hmm. If possible, you'll both be there. If not, then you can still one of you can still do this, focusing on him. If there is a barrier between them, what does the barrier look like? That's the the logistic thing is always, yeah. yeah. yeah your apartment is <laughs> is slightly hard on this, so I would use an X pen that's kind of just like around the couch area because he's on that kind of like lip, yeah, mm-hmm. right. That that chaise yeah the word the chaise <laughs> so if his area is the, the chaise lounge then you can kind of do a U around it so it's more it's more of a suggestion but you can also then put something on the couch like a pillow or something else to actually provide a barrier so he couldn't as quickly streak <laughs> down the couch itself mm-hmm. importantly right like we know that this is kind of a psychological barrier it's not go if he really wants to get to her it's not going to really prevent him mm-hmm. so we could talk about having him i don't love doing this when the cat is the is the the object <laughs> of the predatory sequence but because the cat is the predator in this case he might be in a carrier and you can reinforce him there if we're really worried about safety, which, you know, we're not sure with him. He's mm-hmm. he's unpredictable. You've made such big strides already in this particular context. So I'm less worried as I am when in that bedroom, which is like the big hot area. Nice. But if we wanted to start kind of testing it, I would get a large ish crate Mm -hmm. And have him learn to relax in there with the door open, Mm -hmm. have that become a relaxing spot for him. And then we could use that in the setup too. You wouldn't just like pop it in (laughs) the first time when that's happening, but you're already going to be practicing the relaxation protocol tasks with him. So if you wanted to, you could have his settle spot be inside of that crate Mm -hmm. to make sure that you really have all your bases covered. Mm -hmm. one other thing that you could do because you're going to be doing some prep work here is during the relaxation protocol where you're coming up to the tasks that are simulating Bambi going up and off and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and try the kind of pseudo barrier (laughs) see what he does if he tries to get off and book it after whatever you're doing when it's not her then we definitely know (laughs) that we need to have a more I feel like he won't react at all when it's not her. He doesn't move when Even
1: (laughs) even when like the times that she has gone up when he's been on the couch I've like we've sort of already naturally fallen into some of what you're describing like Lindsay's sort of gone with her to like just make sure if you really need to like she can scoop her up and I've stayed next to Fenton who mostly does like a like a hyper he's just like He kind of like sits up and he watches Uh-huh. and he like watched her kind of run around last night and he was just staring. And then eventually, I don't remember like what she did differently if there was something, but then he did try to get up, but it wasn't that quick. He just like started to make a move. And I just grabbed the, the scruff of his neck and kind of like did some like kitty rubs to like get him to just chill while I was like, Lindsay, pick up Bambi because he's, he's about, mm-hmm. like you said, he's unpredictable. So it didn't seem like he was about to bolt, but right. You know, it made me nervous because yeah. of the past or thing. <laughs> right. She took down to get water and
0: we were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, basic needs need to be met, but this is terrifying. So there's a lot of really good gold nuggets in what you just said. First of all, you're really in tune with some of the like, Early signs that he is getting over threshold and you're able to adjust and actively manage, right? Like Mm -hmm. Lindsay going towards Bambi, that's active management. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And what's great about this is that because you're kind of almost there kind of by accident, when you do the setups intentionally they're going to be much easier and therefore you will be more successful. And therefore he's going to get a high amount of reinforcement for the appropriate behaviors. Yeah. So we're, it's not like we're saying, Oh, we're going out on a limb here. This might go totally wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a lot of reason to believe that he's going to do pretty well. And therefore you're going to have a lot of opportunities to just be like, yep, that's exactly what you need to do. Yep. She's doing that no problem. You just hang out there. Yep. 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 Versus who God, things are really bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's actually great that you're kind of, you've dipped a toe in it already and he just needs help realizing that doesn't mean get up. Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean get up either she's not gonna bother you that doesn't mean get up right (laughs) um she's just doing her own thing and because he's kind of worried Mm -hmm. and preemptively is like i don't like you moving because it might be towards me (laughs) he's trying to push her away right but if he knows that he doesn't need to do that because she doesn't care about him she doesn't want to approach him oh she won't walk past him is something we've discovered
1: like if he's on top of the cat tree she won't walk past him she's just like i'm going to (laughs) <laughs> Which is very
0: understandable. I yeah. mean, <laughs> he's been a total douchebag to her. <laughs> yes. Um. You know, we're working on. Yeah. <laughs> also, just a few, like, fun
1: nuggets that have come yeah. of this that I know you'd appreciate. I was alone with them, and I was out with them on the couch. And she, they were both, well, I thought they were both asleep. She was asleep. He was resting. And she started snoring pretty loudly. And he just, like, <laughs> lifted up his head, and he was just like... <laughs> and then, like, put it back down. But it was so cute. It was, like, very funny. They've also booped noses and... <laughs> kind of accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now, because Bambi really wants to smell him. So, like, they, like, kind of smell each other and then they boop. And every time it happens, Fenton just goes... <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I know it's the flamen's response or whatever it's called. And it's not actually discussed, but it's just... <laughs> it's Yeah, <laughs> and the last thing, last night he tried to, like, play with her tail and we were like, No! <laughs> Yeah. Well, I actually was going to ask about that. because like he
2: will, when we're on the couch, we're like this. And then he'll like sometimes come down and come around to the other side to get closer to her. So he could smell her and stuff. And she's like kind of chill. She's like laying on my lap. She's not, she's not scared. And I try to just like feed him a lot of treats to like make sure he's not too much up in her. But last night he was just really like with her tail. She didn't even notice, but I was like, absolutely not. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) So I don't know
1: if we should actually be like preventing him from coming up behind her like that. Yeah, we usually throw the treats away, but he reaches a point where he doesn't care about them anymore. Right, it makes his mouth dry, so he like doesn't want to eat anymore. (laughs) Yeah,
0: got it. So first of all, I would if they're the dry temptations, I would smash them up and make them smaller. Okay, because they're they are kind of like if like ten or more is like a lot for a cat. So you could probably cut them up with a sharp knife into like quarters Mm -hmm. secondly i would try to prevent him from touching her in Mm -hmm. those times when she's resting because resting is sacred we want a bubble there Mm -hmm. but what he's doing trying to play with her tail indicates that that's the kind of behavior that we can try to bring out in him to Mm -hmm. redirect so if he wants to play with something that's kind of tail like we got got the wand out last night did he Did he go for it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Good. So that's exactly like you can kind of look at it's the concept behind enrichment too. It's like look at the quote unquote inappropriate behavior and see if you can channel that into a more appropriate Mm -hmm. avenue and you're going to get a lot more success than trying to just say, nope, we're going to stay away from her. He's indicating I would like to bat at something that looks (laughs) like. And so we're just going to say, totally fine. You can just do that over there (laughs) (laughs) so that she doesn't feel threatened even if she doesn't seem to feel threatened i don't want that to become a habit for him yeah because then she's going to turn around eventually and he's going to go oh i did not mean to engage with your face and then smack her and then we're going to be back into sad face yeah so we want to prevent that from happening even if everything goes totally well let's just Mm -hmm. like be really conservative and let it evolve more naturally but the boops is that like through the gate in no the door? that's like when you're out in the living all room all on the couch
1: yeah okay and in the past we've discouraged because we like he made her too nervous but the times it's happened they have both extended to it like she's been actively wanting like wanted to sniff him I don't think they intended to boop we <laughs> <People laughs> were sort of like whoa oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like that 90 10 rule right where you're, when you're it's 90 10 rule when you are like the first kiss on the date you're like you go 90 wait for that 10 <laughs> yeah so the way you could work on that is to make sure that like they're not stuck in this close proximity where they're like oh that was interesting but now we're still here you can Especially if she's starting it, you can say, good girl, good boy. And then you can just kind of tap to get her away and like resettled next to you. And so they're not spending too much time like in each other's faces, yeah. <laughs> especially if they're surprised by the contact. Mm-hmm. That's
1: a good <laughs> idea. I think the good thing actually about Fenton <laughs> is that he sometimes after he gets that contact, that's he's like, I got what I wanted. And then he moves
0: away. He's, he's, he like moves on. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, which is good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> very much. And definitely praise the crap out of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime he um offers disengagement from her is huge and should be at the very least praised. I know he does like hearing the, you know, sound of his own name. So... So that's helpful when you're trying to like bridge any other kind of like more concrete reinforcement. Mm -hmm. He also
2: will, when we immediately bring her out onto the couch, his first move is to jump down from the couch and search the bedroom. Oh, yeah. Because I think he's convinced there's a secret (laughs) second dog. And he like will literally scope out the bedroom and (laughs) then come out and come back to the couch.
0: And I'm like, why don't you understand it's just one dog, like the one you attacked there? So, yeah, we should definitely talk about that next because that bedroom is the next frontier mm-hmm. definitely letting him go in there and if he if it takes him twenty thousand times for him to realize that it's just her we're gonna mm-hmm. let him do it okay he might be motivated by something else too.
1: he also like searches under the bed like he's just like he literally <laughs> thinks she's, like there's another
0: dog hiding such there. A funny there fa- i love him so much he's so- <laughs> <laughs> So, I think we covered a lot here. So, you're very helpful. Let's do, let's go over your action items really quickly. One would be to start relaxation protocol esque experiences in the couch for him, Mm -hmm. playing around with the different physical management if you feel like you need to, which, you know, it would be a good thing to have on hand anyway, maybe with some carrier training. Mm -hmm. And then trying to see what kinds of stations you could offer her that she would be interested in mm-hmm. so that when you do start doing the setups you are more successful and keep up the active management that you are already doing does pop off okay cool bye friends thank bye. you bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If this episode helped you feel less alone in your struggles with your cats and dogs, please subscribe so you don't miss any other episode. I'd also be so appreciative if you would take a few minutes to review this podcast. Your support helps other people find this show and get access to cat and dog specific content. And if your pets aren't getting along, you want to improve their relationship, but you just don't know how to do it, I'm opening up new online coaching programs. I'll take you step by step through establishing your management plan, training your core behaviors, and creating setups that will take your pets from cranky to coexisting. Go to praiseworthypets.com contact to get more information. And that's all for this episode, you wonderful cat and dog people. See you next week for more It's Training Cats and Dogs.